Well, good morning, church. Thank you, Pastor Jeremy, for that introduction. Um, it's been an honor, a privilege to be standing right here in front of you all this morning. Happy July 4th. Happy Independence Day. Um, it's a great day um, for, uh, the, for the United States as we unite ourselves and celebrate this freedom here in this country. Um, and I'd like to introduce myself a little bit. Most of you do not know me. Most of you know me. Uh, my name, again, is Anu Singh. Um, like Pastor Jeremy mentioned, I've been a part of Catalyst uh, since the very beginning. Um, I still remember the time um, I was part of a local church where Pastor Jeremy was pastoring. I had just moved in town, um, and I was browsing around church in the DMV area. That's when I came across uh, the local church, and I had a conversation with Pastor Jeremy. And from that moment on, um, I felt some connection, some form of urgency to be able to connect with him. Um, then um, uh, before the launch or the idea that he had made it public to, uh, to launch Catalyst, um, I had had this conversation at a coffee shop um, where... I just found it uh, very intriguing, very funny, very nice to be able to have that conversation with him. Um, as much as he and I look very different, but <laughs> we were able to connect on a very deeper, more spiritual level. Um, same family dynamic, the value, the beliefs, um, as well as our son, which I'll introduce to you here in a minute. Um, his son, Judah, and my son, Solomon, they're both along the same age group. And so we were, connect, we were able to connect even on that upfront. Um, so, um, so I've known him for and now his family for over quite some years. And uh, it's been a, such a great friendship, such a great connection. And I appreciate everything about him, his family. Um, about my family, I've, I'm married, happily married, eight years and counting uh, to my beautiful wife, Denita Singh. Um, well, she calls it, she still calls it Tamang, her maiden name. I call it Singh because, hey, I'm just saying, Singh is better than Tamang because uh, I know y'all can pronounce Singh better than Tamang. Uh, but, uh, and, and in fact, one, one moment when I was walking down an airport terminal, I had to show my ID. The TSA agent saw my ID, my last name being Singh, and he says, hey, by the way, are you related to Vijay Singh? I know this might be a bad joke because some of you may not know who Vijay Singh is. He, he won the Masters back in 2000, and I said, unfortunately not, but I have a different Singh. Um, but anyways, so I'm married, happily married to my wife for eight years. Uh, in fact, we just celebrated our eighth year anniversary a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then I have, uh, we have a beautiful son. Uh, his name is Solomon. Uh, not because he is wise, but I feel like he was born on a very peaceful moment in our time when we were going through a lot and uh, season in our, in our lives. And so he's about f going to be five here in a couple of months. Um, so... Um, so anyways, that's, that's who I am, and I've been, par I've been partnering with Pastor Jeremy and Christina here at Catalyst, like we said, uh, from the very beginning, and uh, it's, it's, again, been an honor and privilege to be able to serve you. Um, you will see me around the church uh, lobby uh, holding a camera or talking to people. I just love people. I'm excited when I see people. Um, I think even if I have only two hours of sleep, but I get to see more people, I think my sleep dissipates. 
and I'm, I'm just thrilled. But it's, it's, it's an honor to be here standing right in front of this pulpit to deliver what God has instored in me so that we could all um, get something this July 4th um, weekend. If you're all ready with me to dive into the scripture, into what he has for, for us, I'd like to take you all to Proverbs chapter 11, verses, tw- uh, verses 2. It says, when pride comes... This then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. So the, 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 the title of my message today is The Perils of Pride. Let's, let's bow our heads and, and just pray before we jump into the message. Father God, we thank you for today. As we celebrate July 4th, the Independence Day here in America, uh, we enjoy our freedom. We enjoy what you have given us here. Um, and so as, as we dive into deep more, uh, dig deeper into your word today about uh, the perils of pride that you would walk us through, uh, what are the antidotes? What can we go out? How can we live outside of pride in our own lives? Help us to orchestrate every word that comes uh, from my mouth, that it would be a deliverance of words directly from your throne this morning, that it would be a lamp to, to, my, to our paths. And, uh, and a light to our paths. Uh, so we thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What are the results of pride? In fact, um, uh, point number one is pride leads to destruction or, or calamity. Um, I like this message, uh, this, 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 this scripture from, from the message version. Proverbs chapter 16, verses 18. It says, first pride then crash. The bigger the ego, the harder the fall. In fact, pride, proudful people spread calamity by overestimating their abilities, setting unrealistic goals, refusing to respect appropriate limits. In fact, pride also leads to spectacularly bad judgments. Why? It's because it creates destruction. It leads to destruction. We are blindsided um, and blindfolded by pride. We don't know what's coming next to us because all we see is ourselves. We cannot look left or right. We just look straight forward and our attention is to ourselves. In fact, pride also causes overconfidence into us, in, 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 in us, which blinds us to our weaknesses. We are overly confident when we are prideful. And so that leads to destruction. That leads to us falling. I, I, I remember, again, going back to high school when I was back home. Um, um, maybe I was 16, 17. I was just learning how to ride a bike, uh, a motorbike. And, and in Nepal, that part of the world, uh, like I said earlier, uh, driving a car is a luxurious item. It's a luxurious uh, 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 thing. Um, but... Mostly everyone has a, has a motorbike. And so I was, ri- I was learning how to ride a bike. And at that point, you know, a 16-year-old a high schooler, um, I was excited. My confidence was over the roof. I had just learned how to be independent or learning how to be independent on a bike. My friends had already learned how to ride a bike. And I was so eager to learn a bike. That's when I came across 
a friend who was teaching me how to, how to, how to uh, uh, ride a bike. I was being very boastful. The moment I realized that, hey, here's the clutch, here's the accelerator, and here's the brake, um, and this, these are the techniques that you had to learn. Um, one day, I had invited my, my dad uh, and said, listen, um, can you watch me? I think I know how to learn, a, learn how to ride a bike. Um, obviously, he, at, at one point, he was excited, but in the other sense, he had never seen me how to ride a bike. Um, um, so it, it, it felt super, super um, nervous for him. And for me, it was also uh, both nervous and I was both excited and nervous at the same time. Um, however, he came to watch me. It was almost, he, it was his bike, almost a very brand new bike. Uh, the streets were just newly renovated. And I said, you know what? If I have to fall, I'll fall on a newly renovated street. Who cares? Um, <laughs> so my arrogance, my vanity, my prideful nature came across, right? And so my, my dad was standing right in front of me. I was, a, I was about maybe about 100 feet uh, uh, away from him. And, and I said, dad, 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 look, look, I know how to ride this bike. Watch me, okay? In fact, if you can document this, that'd be great. Long story short, next thing I know, I was nerve-wrecked. Um, I did not know when to balance my clutch with my accelerator. And so I misbalanced my, my ride and my bike sort of flew, um, had his back tire, I mean front tire in the air, and a 16-year-old did not know how to balance his bike, and I fell. I fell on the ground so hard. My dad, um, I think he almost lost a couple of his of his breath. Uh, he didn't know what to do, where to, uh, where to go from there. Uh, next thing I realized, I was la my, my, my right femur or my right leg um, was fallen. The bike was on top of me and I had to um, get some stitches, had some bruises on my right, right femur and my dad was nervous. And because of, I say this, because of my overconfidence, because I was so boastful, because I felt like I knew how to ride a bike, I got into a calamity. I, I, I went into a fall. From that point on, I couldn't ride a bike for a good couple of years because my dad says, no, 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 I don't think you are ready yet. I think you are just overconfident. I think you need more time. Um, and it just... The, the hope of driving, riding a bike, especially knowing that my friends already know how to ride a bike and they're going to school on, 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 on their bikes made me feel miserable. I was the clown in the town, if you will, because I skid, I fell. Not only did my, my legs uh, got bruised, but the, the, the street that was newly renovated, that was damaged. My dad's almost new bike was destroyed, almost destroyed. He had, uh, that, that cost him a big time. But because of my prideful nature, because of my overconfidence, I had to bear not only myself, but even my dad had to bear the pain. So my challenge to you is, what are some of the areas that's causing destruction because of pride? Are you overconfident in areas that's creating calamities? Are you falling? Are you looking? I would say look into yourself in the mirror or, or uh, see your blind spot. See the rear view mirror. Because at times when we see the rear view mirror, we know what's behind us, what's coming to us. 
that can avoid our pitfalls, that could avoid our falls. So I encourage you to look through the lens of our side view mirror or even our rear view mirror and not be overconfident on the things that we put our hands on. Number two that would result in pride is pride undermines community. In fact, we've already, we already established the foundation that pride uh, being proudful is all about yourself. It's all about you, me, me. In fact, uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 25, it says, individuals in a crowd may share nothing but proximity, but individuals' community have the same care for one another. The proud, however, are too self-observed to empathize with other people. They tend to see others not as independent person of worth, but as extensions of themselves. That's how proudful people are. Proudful people think so highly of themselves that they dismiss criti critics and also become easily injured when their sin is exposed. Um, we, if you are prideful in nature, if, 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 if something of a prideful nature is in there, we tend to go away from community because we know that as part of a community, you have to, uh, it's not only just about yourself, it's also about the people next to you, the people on your left, on your right, people that you look in front. It's all about them too. And so for prideful people, you start, you start to go away from community. You undermine the value, the belief of a community. In fact, uh, another story of myself, I, I grew up, my, my parents were pastors back home. Um, and so I, I grew up in a pastor's household. I was a pastor's kid. Always thought I knew it. Everybody, everybody uh, gave me sort of the respect, the, 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 the mindset. Um, people looked up to me as an example, especially my age kids. They, they thought that I was good enough. I am the pastor's kid. I am an exemplary figure in the church. And there was a lot of stress. There was a lot of pressure on me. So I wanted to get away from that background. And, and, I, and, and in certain ways, I enjoyed it. I liked it because I was getting all the praise. I was, it was, I, I was the center of attention. Um, and so I came to the U.S. Um, and when I landed in U.S., I was always hoping to find that level of respect that people would give me, that level of attention. When you come to an unknown country, unknown land, that you, especially people that you never met, never know, you feel isolated. So I went, I, I visited churches. I went to a church, a bigger church. All I did was go in and go out. I knew I had to go to church because that's what my parents taught me. I, my parents thought, hey, just you have to go to church. Read your Bible, go to church. But because of my arrogance, because of my pride that I was to be receiving respect, not realizing that I have to earn respect, I went to church, came back. I did not have a strong community, especially for the first couple of years that I was involved or not necessarily involved, but going to church and coming back. Even then, I was not involved in the community. I was isolated because of my arrogance, because of my prideful nature, the level of respect I was getting back from home. I was not getting it in that local church. Now all of a sudden, God struck a verse to me 
from um, uh, Matthew 6.33 when it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. I started seeking the kingdom of God. His kingdom of God is also about community. His word says, love your neighbor like yourself. And I started to find neighbors in, my, in the church I was hanging out with. I started hanging out with young adults. I started hanging out with children. I started hanging out with the prayer team. I started having community. It was nothing about myself at that point. It was my arrogance, my, my pride led me to isolate myself. I did not gain friends for two to three years, even though I was going to church. And because I was not joining any community, I, 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 I was seeking the respect, the admiration that I was getting from back home. And I couldn't get it in the local church. Ultimately, that made me feel lonely. Ultimately, that made me feel uh, by myself, isolated. So I encourage you, if you've not joined a community group here at Catalyst, join one. Uh, it, it, not only, it not only enlarges you, it also gives you growth. It also deals with the matter of your heart in terms of pride. It takes your pride away, gives you, uh, gives you humility and respect. So look up to Jesus, repent, and then find a community group. Uh, my third point about results of pride is pride also alienates you from God because the nature of pride is all about you. You forget that there God, God exists. In fact, in their minds, Ephesians chapter 4, 18 says, their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their heart against him. Pride is self-devotion. Pride is self-justification and self-glorifying and contempt of God. A proudful person finds the existence of God an unwholesome intrusion into his life, uncomfortable, irritating, and hopeless, confining. So pride really takes God out of the picture. Pride would not have God in the center of the picture. Pride has, like we mentioned, I, yourself, me, my, everything me, your center of yourself. The results of pride are guilty, hostility, emptiness. You feel alone, like my story when I first came here and couldn't find a community or was looking for respect. I found myself empty. Now I found myself guilty. So my challenge to you is, are you blocking your mind from God? Are, you, are, you, are your priorities, do you have priorities other than God in your life? Oh, my family needs time. Oh, my work, I've got to finish this on the due date, on the deadline. I'm not saying that's bad. There's nothing bad about it. But are you putting yourself, your priorities before God? Is it is everything about you, your priorities, than God. If it's so, I'd like you take, I would like to take you to my third and my final point, the remedies of pride. How can we get out of our prideful nature of our heart? The first one is humility. Humility as a choice. In fact, the Bible talks about it in James chapter 4, verses 10. Humble yourself before the Lord and He will lift you up. Humble is not something you do. In fact, humble is a choice or humility is a, is a choice. You can learn how to be humble and practice 
being humble. It's an action. It's not a it's 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 not a position. You have to learn how to be humble. It is something you become. It's something you become. Humility is a byproduct of a life well lived. In fact, C.S. Lewis again says, true humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. The moment you think of yourself less is when true humility comes in. I remember my story of when I first met my wife. In fact, before I met my wife, I felt, I thought I was, I was, I was the most ready person in this world to get married. In fact, whoever finds me, whoever marries me, is the most luckiest woman on earth. Guess what? I was completely wrong. Why? It's because the moment, the day I married Danita, I found all my flaws everywhere I walked in. Ooh, I was wrong. Um, and so I had to humble myself. I, I, I had to repent. And I said, I'm so sorry. Because I thought I was ready financially. I thought I was ready spiritually. I thought I had gone through life enough to know that I'm good enough. I, I was good looking. Um, you know, and back home they call it TDH, tall, dark, and handsome. And so I thought I was TDH. I was ready to get bonded and get married. Uh, not, not until I found out the next day. Uh, when I woke up, I had so many flaws. I, my breath started stinking. I couldn't dress up well. Um, my wife, wife thought uh, I was a weird guy. I was crazy. Uh, unfortunately, I'm still married to her. There's something I still think that, that she, she likes about me. But um, no, but I had, to, I had to learn the hard way in terms of determining that I am a flawed man. And because of her, I, I know I am better, but I had to realize uh, and be humble that I, I have to choose to become humble. It's not about uh, 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 being proudful. Hey, I am a TDH, a tall, dark, handsome guy. In fact, I may be on the appearance, but I am not living like it in my heart. And so are you allowing yourself to be humble? Are there anything that you need to work that God's grace uh, would need to heal your heart in terms of humility? So I'd allow you, I'd ask you to allow God to come into your heart, uh, understand where your heart is, strive to have humility as your choice. Make that your priority rather than having a stubborn heart and a prideful heart. Point number two on the remedy of a pride or the perils of pride, is expressing gratitude. How many times do we find the most difficult word to say is thank you? In fact, one of the two most difficult words in our nature is thank you and sorry. It is so hard to say sorry or thank you. In fact, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 18 says, In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In everything. And in fact, Paul was not teaching that we should thank God for everything but that happens to us. But in everything, you have to be thankful. Um, um, uh, um, a writer, Henry Beecher, said, A proud man is seldom a grateful man, but he never thinks he gets as much as he 
deserves. So the more thankful you are, the more resistance you are in being proudful. Right? Um, there's something about saying thank you that takes our eyes off ourselves and puts them back on the blessings that God has for you. Um, and the final thing is, uh, uh, the final remedy of pride is a posture of service. In fact, Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking into your own interest, but each of you to the interest of the others. A person who is truly great is always willing to be little. Right? So allow yourself to be, have, have a posturous heart of service. Allow yourself to, to make yourself know that, you know, it's not about me. What can I do? How can I do to help others have a better day? In fact, Jesus, in fact, in Mark chapter 10, he says, For even the Son of God did not come to be served, but to serve. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who created this world, sent his only Son to serve us, to serve you. To serve me. In fact, the greatest leader uh, to rise on top is to serve. The more you serve, the more you get your pride out, the more humble you become. Rather than seeking to have your needs met, look for ways that you can minister or serve to the needs of others. My challenge to you is, in fact, this upcoming Saturday, July the 10th, we have an opportunity to, to be able to serve our community. There are people in our community that are much more of a need than where you and I stand. And so this Saturday, July 10th, you have an opportunity to go out of your way, two, three hours of your day on Saturday. Spend on serving the community. I promise you, I have I've been a part of Serve Day for the last few years. It has changed my heart. My level of pride I, I has gone down. I know I'm still working at it, but I can, I can convincingly say to you that there is, there is it's such a different feeling about serving our community. So I encourage you, sign up, go online and register. Sign up for a group, sign up for a project. There are projects where you can sign up both in, 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 an, in a person, out, out at a national park services, or within, within uh, shelters, homeless shelters. So we have different projects and opportunities for you to be able to have a posture of service and say thank you to their community. And so um, the antidotes of the perils of pride is having a posture of service. We can't do everything, obviously, but we can do something. And in doing something is by humbling ourselves, is by being grateful for what we have. In fact, if you have air in your lungs, if you're breathing right now and watching right this moment, that's something you can be thankful about. Just say, thank you, God, for the air I breathe, right? It's not about you. It's about God giving the air to you to breathe. Also, um, uh, uh, the other antidote is to be having a posture of service. The moment you have an attitude of service, the posture of service, the heart of service 
you are getting rid of your pride. So I want to leave up, leave, leave this with you. Um, what are some things that's stopping you, that's, um, uh, that's, that's uh, uh, causing you to be proudful, to not be humble? Allow yourself and be humble. Have the choice to be humble. Serve your community. Serve someone that's in need. Um, so would you bow your heads with me as I'd like to pray for, for you who feel like, hey, Anu, I, I'd like to be humble. I'd like the grace of God to be on me this morning. I want to have the act attitude of servanthood. I want to be thankful. I want to be grateful. I'd love to pray for you this morning, this right now. Um, so if you, would, if you would bow your heads, close your eyes, and just say, Father God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this moment. I thank you for this opportunity that we get to serve you so that we get to hear from you, Father. Allow ourselves, Father, that as we humble ourselves, you will lift us up. You will give us grace. You would give, give us the ability, uh, the, the mindset, the heart to uh, have an attitude, a posture of service and to be able to be thankful, to be grateful for the things that we have, our family, our friends, even today as the independence, our freedom here in this country. Not everyone gets to celebrate this level of freedom. And so I thank you, Father. I thank you. Allow, uh, I just pray that as, as we hear from you, uh, that we would be able to humble ourselves. Let our prideful nature be gone because we know the results of pride is destruction um, we don't want destruction in our life we don't want we don't want dismantles of our life God I pray that you dismantle our prideful nature and allow ourselves to be humble humble in you and humble in our workplace in our community in our heart in Jesus name we pray amen amen